If you have a true scary story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to send it my way. Also, consider rating this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, as it does help. And of course, thank you. In spring of 2022, my partner and I found ourselves packing up our apartment to move into a new place. I found out I was pregnant, so we decided that we needed more room. So we worked with the rental office to move to a new unit on the property without causing lease problems. I want to say that the apartment that we lived in was a bit odd. Not like haunted but it seemed like it was the place for weird things to happen for us. Small glitches here and there, but nothing really worth talking about. With only one exception. The one that this story is about. We were mostly packed and ready to move to the new location, but we're still having to sleep at the old place until the property told us that we could make the move. One night... I was jerked out of a deep sleep by what sounded like music coming from the kitchen. Our apartment was pretty small. It was just the kitchen, living room, bedroom, and bathroom. All pretty well crammed into a small cube. I sat up and looked over at my clock, and it was 3.30am. Confused and annoyed, I got up to try and figure out where the hell the music was coming from when it clicked in my head that the song was Believer by Imagine Dragons. This may not seem too weird, it's a fairly popular song, but for me it was really strange. This song was a song that I used as an alarm on my prior phone, and the alarm was always set for 3.30pm. So, to have it going off somewhere in my apartment at 3.30 in the morning was incredibly strange. Now, again, you could say that maybe it was just my alarm going off on the phone, but that phone was in the end table of our bedroom, and it had been dead for a solid year and a half since the day that I got my newer phone. I walked into the kitchen, and I for sure heard the song playing, albeit muffled. I stood there, trying to pinpoint the direction from where this music was coming from. It was close enough that it was in the room. There was no way that it was coming from another apartment connected to ours, and just coming through the walls. I stepped toward the cabinet to listen, and after a bit of deduction, I was able to determine that the sound was coming from the cabinet above the fridge. I grabbed the stepladder from the hall closet, pulled it into the kitchen and set it up in front of the fridge to get into that cabinet, and to see what was playing that song. I reached for the cabinet and pulled the door open, and the second that I pulled the door open, the music just stopped. The cabinets were completely empty, as we had already packed up the kitchen, so there was nothing even in there that could have played the music. I want to also mention that, in the time that it took for all this to play out, this song had looped through at least once, and almost all the way through a second time. So this wasn't just someone playing the song, it was definitely something like an alarm on a phone going off. I shut the cabinet, half expecting the music to play again, but it didn't. After this, I went back to the bedroom opened the nightstand to see if maybe the phone had gone off somehow, but I pushed the power button and it was so dead that I couldn't even get the battery dead screen. I plugged it in for a moment, and it definitely said 0% as it started charging. I tossed it back in the drawer and went back to sleep, and that was that. I know that this wasn't a super crazy glitch, but it was so weird to me and I can't explain it. I'm certain that it wasn't from the apartment above us, 
The room that shares the wall with our kitchen is our restroom. So it's not like it was coming from another unit in that direction. On top of that, the fact that it stopped the second that I would have found the source, that's the one thing that actually scares me. It was like I wasn't allowed to see it. Like this was some sort of glitch that I wasn't allowed to solve. So, we didn't. I left it alone. I never got answers, and we moved out of that apartment within the next couple of days. That's my glitch. I hope that you enjoyed it, and if anyone can explain, well, I guess I'll just say, make me a believer. Hello, Raven, and hello to my fellow Matrix dwellers. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and I wanted to start by saying thank you for telling these interesting stories. Because of you, I've grown fascinated by glitches, and honestly, these episodes have helped me get through a countless number of boring days at the office. However, today, I have my own story to share. It may not be as jaw-dropping as some of the others that you've read, but it's been messing with me, and I would appreciate some outside perspective. You actually read a story recently about a person that had weird dreams, and it kind of inspired me to type this up for you, so I guess thank you as well to that person. A bit of background to start. I work as a tech support person for a software company, and I deal with an array of issues. These issues range from my laptop caught fire, which, yes, was a ticket that we once got, to I forgot my password or I can't log in to the servers. Every day brings its own set of random challenges, but one ticket that I had to take care of here recently stands out, as it was, well, weird. A few weeks ago, I had this really strange and vivid dream. Nothing out of the ordinary at first. It started as just one of those normal work days in dreamland kind of dreams. In the dream, I was called by a coworker whom I'm going to call Emma. Emma called me and asked me to come over as she was having a bit of a strange issue with her system. The weirdest part of all this was the level of detail in the dream. I remember walking to her desk, I remember her describing the issue, I remember sending a text to one of the higher level techs because I was thinking that this was related to a specific server issue we'd had the day prior, and come to find out, it was. I remember that during the troubleshooting and repair, I needed to ask Emma for her password. This is something that we typically do not do in support but very specific issues with the authentication server sometimes require us to input the password from our systems. But it gets weirder. In this dream, I asked her for the password, and she told me that it was Purple Pangolin, with capital P's, 619 exclamation point. Not exactly a common and easy to guess password. Now, fast forward a week. I get a call from Emma, and she tells me that she's having a really weird issue with her system. I walk over to her desk, and we start talking about the problem. Not once do I even think about the dream while this is happening. She starts telling me what's going on, I'm watching her go through the steps to replicate the issue, and then I grab my phone to shoot a text. The second I unlock my phone, I get hit with the memory of the dream rushing back to me. I'm just standing there staring at my phone, swimming in this awkward feeling of surreal deja vu. I actually cut her off mid-sentence, not intentionally, but I did so and I asked, Wait, Emma, I'm sorry, but is your password purple pangolin 619 exclamation mark? It was weird to ask, I know. And after I asked it, I felt incredibly stupid. But 
Emma just kind of stared at me with her mouth open, like she was shocked. She asked, How did you know that? Did you get that from watching me type it? I couldn't help but laugh, partly out of relief and then partly out of pure bewilderment. I responded with, You wouldn't believe me if I told you, and tried to just shake the moment off. I then mentioned that it was a good password, but since I knew it, I recommended changing it if she felt uncomfortable with me knowing it. And then I went through the steps to get the problem that she was having fixed. Afterwards, she kind of poked me to figure out how I knew her password, and I told her that I just kind of knew it. Thankfully, she's not the type to think that I'm weird or anything for having this situation happen, and when I explained it to her, she laughed and said that it was really crazy. Crazy as it was, I've been trying to rationalize this occurrence ever since. I've never experienced prophetic dreams or anything of the sort before, but the specificity of this dream, the password, the issue, the person, contacting an upper-level tech to confirm the issue, and the way that it played out in real life... It was nearly the same as the dream. I can't seem to quite wrap my head around it. I know that dreams can be weird, that our brains can make something out of our daily lives, but this dream seemed like something else altogether. It's definitely left me questioning some things, much like the other stories you've told. Is our world really as solid and predictable as we would like to believe? Or is it more malleable, subject to unseen forces? Whatever it may be, I'm not going to be forgetting this glitch anytime soon. That is, unless my own personal Agent Smith comes around and wipes my memory. It was December of 1992, when I was 22 years old. A large group of friends, and friends of friends, about 15 of us, decided to go Christmas shopping. There's a large shopping center about 10 miles away that has every kind of shop in it. So, we hired a minibus taxi, and off we went. We got dropped off at the metro train that takes you directly to the shopping center. Being close to Christmas, it was incredibly busy. There was a long queue at the ticket counter, so we decided to go to the self-service ticket machine, where the queue was a bit smaller. It was noisy. People were everywhere, and metro trains were coming and going with people getting on and off with bags of Christmas presents. We were laughing, chatting, and helping each other with the right money for the machine, when it was my turn, I put my money in and collected my ticket, as it dispensed from the bottom of the machine. As I looked up again, ticket in hand, I was alone. There was absolutely nobody around. No noise, just one empty metro train sitting at the platform. I was shocked, confused, and scared. I had no idea what to do. I just stood there looking around with growing panic, and then a man in a metro uniform came walking out of the office. I looked at him, and he must have noticed my expression, because he walked straight towards me. He asked if everything was okay. I just said that I can't find my friends, that they were here, and I don't know where they went. He smiled and asked, Is that them? And he turned slightly indicating with his hand. In that moment, the platform was crowded again, and my friends were right there, two steps away from me. I looked at them in shock and then turned back to the man, but he had walked away. I walked over to my best friend and asked where everyone went. She just looked at me confused and said, What do you mean? We've been standing here. I then said, But all the other people went too. I was on my own. She just asked if I was okay because the platform had been crowded the entire time. I didn't say anything else to anyone, but 
I've thought about this so often over the years. The whole incident only lasted about a minute or two. As with many others, I've always been a lurker when it comes to Glitch in the Matrix stories. I've enjoyed reading and hearing them, thinking they were just these weird little occurrences that people go through. I look at it as a strange little rabbit hole that you can get lost in, but I never thought that I would have a glitch to share, yet here I am. This left me honestly dumbfounded and confused, but maybe someone can offer up an explanation for what it is that happened. This actually happened a couple of weeks ago. It was a Friday night, and I was about to have a fun weekend with one of my girlfriends. We were both off the following week, so, admittedly, we were going to overdo it. We were staying home, though, so it wasn't like we were going to be a problem, just really messed up and sitting in my living room. My girlfriend, Sammy, came over and she asked me if I'd gotten her peach schnapps. I'd completely forgotten to get them, and she'd forgotten to remind me, so before we started, we made a trip to the liquor store. We got there, got the bottle, the last one on the shelf, mind you, went to the counter and had small talk with the cashier. I paid for it. We walked out and got right back on the road. It's not a long trip, only about ten minutes, and about halfway back, Sammy opened the bag to look at the schnapps, and it wasn't peach. I glanced over and she made a comment about how we grabbed the wrong thing. The thing is, that's not possible. We grabbed the last peach schnapps on the shelf, which is a slightly peach-tinged clear color, the bottle she was holding was sour apple flavored, which was a very bright green. Not to mention, I don't even like apples, and I wouldn't have accidentally grabbed it. I asked Sammy if she wanted to head back to the store and get the peach schnapps, and she said that it was fine, and that maybe she would like what we grabbed. I told her that we could go back if she wanted, but... She again said no that it was fine. I said okay, and we continued heading home. That, however, is only half of the glitch. The bottle changing to something else. It actually got even more strange. When we got back to my house, I walked into the kitchen and there was a bottle of her peach schnapps sitting on the counter. She made a comment about how I told her I didn't have any, and I said that I didn't, and that I had no idea where that bottle had come from. I don't keep a ton of liquor in my house because I'm not a super heavy drinker, unless it's an event like this. So I only had one or two bottles in my house. So it wasn't like this could have just been missed or looked over. It was sitting on the counter right up front. Weirder still... This bottle was sealed. The plastic ring around the cap hadn't been broken yet, so it was brand new. Sammy laughed it off and told me I was losing it, but I'm seriously confused. I didn't have any of this in my house prior, yet there it was. I know that we grabbed what we meant to grab at the store, yet it seemingly changed halfway home. How was any of this possible beyond me, as she said, losing my mind? I'm pretty sure my brain is still stable, so I'm just accepting that this was a really weird thing that occurred. I can't make heads or tails of it. It was creepy, it was weird, and it left me in a weird bit of... uh... what? My oldest brother. I hope to understand this someday, but I honestly don't think that I ever will. 
In order for any of this to be true, then a lot of people would have to be telling me a lot of lies throughout my life. When I was very young, I was the youngest of three brothers. I always remember the middle brother, Scott, was always a bit of an ass. The memories are very, very sketchy because they are from when I was younger than six. But Scott would always take things from me, punch me on the arm, and just generally make fun of me. But if our oldest brother, John, was around, he would always keep Scott in line. Scott was about five years older than me, and John, well, I honestly don't know how old John is or was at the time. Yeah, that probably seems a bit weird, but that's why this story is a glitch. From what I can remember, about the age of six, I stopped seeing John. And it wasn't like he went away or stayed somewhere. He just wasn't around anymore. Scott would pick on me and I would expect John to come and defend me. But he wouldn't show up. I always liked to sit by John at the dinner table, but he was never there anymore. There wasn't even a chair or place setting for him. He just vanished off the face of the earth. I know it's hard to really know which memories are accurate when you're that young, but I remember asking my family what happened to John. Why wasn't John around anymore? They always acted like John never existed at all. In fact, whenever they talked about him, they spoke about him as if he were an imaginary friend of mine. I kept insisting that John was real, that John was my oldest brother, and that I loved him and missed him. I would bring him up for years. It really didn't stop until I was around the age of 10. By that point, I think they actually convinced me that he was just a figment of my imagination. From the time I was 10 on, I simply kept the thoughts to myself. I stopped mentioning him, and I guess everyone just thought that I outgrew my imaginary friend. But I don't remember him that way. In my view, in my eyes, in my mind, he was real. I can see him with his curly blonde hair. I can see him wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. Hell, I was six years old and I couldn't have known what Iron Maiden even was back then. But I can see John very clearly in my mind wearing that shirt. My parents both passed away shortly after I graduated from college, so I was never able to bring it up to them again. I have younger brothers and sisters, but John was gone long before they would have known him. Other than me, the only person who would have any memory of him is Scott. When I asked Scott, he insisted that John was just an imaginary friend that I made up to defend me when he bullied me. Scott and I are close now, and I would hope that if John were real that he would tell me the truth. If John were just an imaginary friend, or to be more accurate, an imaginary brother, why are my memories of him so vivid? Is it possible that John wasn't a brother, but something else? Could he have been a ghost that visited me for a little while? Could he have been some sort of other sort of being? Or like Chuck from Happy Days, was he simply a real-life brother who walked up the stairs one day 
and was never seen again. I don't know. I may never know. But I'd really like to. In my mind, I had an older brother named John who disappeared when I was six. And he didn't just disappear from the house. He disappeared from existence. Hey everyone, I've never really wanted to share this story with the internet. Mostly because I know that it sounds incredibly bizarre, and I know that a lot of people won't believe it. But with the seemingly increasing prevalence of Glitch in the Matrix stories, and stories of alternate timelines, I thought maybe I could put it here and people would accept it. I'm 17 now, but... The experiences that I'm talking about here all started back whenever I was around 10, and they've caused me a lot of distress throughout a large portion of my life. And it's really made me think about the thin wall that blocks one existence from another. So here's my story. Ever since I was a very little girl, I've always had these super vivid dreams sometimes disturbingly vivid. They're like a kaleidoscope of emotions and senses, experiences that feel incredibly tangible, incredibly real. I've dreamt of various things like alternate lives, different places, interacting with people I've never met, and, remarkably, some of these dreams have had effects on real things in life very real effects that don't make much sense to me. For instance, when I was around 10, I dreamt of playing a melody at a concert on a grand piano, my fingers hitting every key effortlessly. In this dream, I played this song like I had been playing it for ages. I think it was a song that I'd actually written. When I woke up, I felt compelled to go to my brother's room and play his Casio keyboard that he had. He wasn't home at the time, he was with his dad, so I went into his room, turned on the keyboard, and I started playing. I played this song from the first note to the last. I played this absolutely gorgeous melody on the piano without even thinking about it. I've had zero training or practice. I can play Mary Had a Little Lamb, and that's about it. And yet, I played this absolutely beautiful melody. Worse yet, after I played it the first time, I sat there thinking with this huge grin that I was some sort of musical savant. And then I tried to play it a second time, and I couldn't. I couldn't figure out which keys to hit. I couldn't move my fingers fast enough and I couldn't remember the tempo or the tune. One morning, I woke up with an eerie sense of deja vu. The room, the people, the things I did at school that day, all of it felt incredibly familiar. After a while, it hit me. I was living through one of these dreams. I was literally going through the motions that I'd had in one of these vivid dreams that I frequently experience. But... What's weird to me is that, after that, things kind of started feeling like they were bleeding from these dreams into my real life. I once had a dream where I made a painting in my high school art class that won second prize, in an art competition for the school. I'm certain that this was just a dream and not real life, but yet, I have a painting affixed with a silver-colored ribbon. I suck at painting. I cannot for the life of me paint like that painting, but it exists now. I had a dream that my mother and I once built a flower bed in the backyard with a birdhouse that my father constructed. It was an intricate birdhouse that took him a long time to make. And now, when I look out back, I can see the flower bed. The problem is that my mother and I never did that, 
My dad doesn't live with us, and hasn't since I was a child. And he certainly is not good with carpentry. I had another dream where my dad and I visited my aunt's grave. My aunt that I loved dearly. One that I remember spending Christmas with every year. When I had this dream, she was alive, and now, she's gone. I don't mean that she's died since that dream. I mean that, from what I've been told, she died three years before I was born, in a car accident. I remember spending time with this woman, who died before I was even born. I have several more, but I think that you all get the picture, and I don't want to go on and on. This has all led me to really feel like reality is malleable, something that we can change into various shapes. I'm not saying that I'm the one shaping my reality, because I'm not. I'm just seeing things that aren't real, and then they seem to become real. I'm not manifesting them, but they are manifesting. Again, I know that this all sounds really crazy, and I don't want to believe that I'm going absolutely bonkers at the age of 17. I feel like I'm stuck in this weird spiral of uncertainty, where I'm not sure if I'm just misremembering things, or imagining things that weren't real, and thinking they are. Or, maybe, those weird days where things happened are the dreams, and this is real life. See what I mean? It's a weird cyclical struggle for me where I don't know what's what. The only thing is that I'll say that it has been a long time since I've had any of these dreams where things seem to change in my life. So maybe it's over. Maybe it was a passing thing for me and it only took half of my life to get through it. Or maybe the next one will be even crazier. I don't have any clear answers, and maybe I never will, but through it all, I've come to have a lot of questions about our reality, and my own existence. First, I would like to tell you that I like the calmness in which you narrate mind-blowing stories while everyone around you is jaw-dropped and I know your style. It's like I see myself sharing happenings with people that would let most of them with emotional scars, and I'm just being casual me. Like I'm talking about normal random things in my life that, for someone else, would either break their perception of reality or call it a hoax or a bedtime story. Well, as you guessed it, me being here means that I witnessed a lot of malfunctions and weird things happening in the Matrix, Paranormal stuff. Time dilation. Minor teleportations. You name it. Honestly, most of the people that I talk to about the things that happen to me, or around me, seem intrigued. And I believe that only a small percentage can experience things like this. Or just everyone experiences them, but somehow they are erased from their memory. Maybe someday I'll start to write in a notebook about the weird stuff I still remember and start to share them with you. But for now, I will tell you only this one that irked me a lot. When I was little, I came home from school and the front gate of my yard was locked, and I never had a key because my parents would rarely lock the gate since we had a big dog for protection. When this happened, I always jumped the fence, but this time after I climbed on top of the fence, I was preparing to make the jump on the ground when somehow I fell. To add some details, inside the garden we had another iron razor spiked fence. The spires looked like sharp lances, and somehow I fell with my knee exactly on them, and after I landed again in my knees on the floor. I felt like I fell on a hard object when my kneecap hit the sharp fence and after I fell again, dropping to my knees on the hard ground. I had a few bruises, and my knees hurt a little bit, but no cuts or anything. To me, at that moment and at that age, it seemed normal, and I was glad that everything was alright. 
After a period of time, it would come to me. How did I manage to escape such a tragedy? Because, normally, the sharp lances would have penetrated my knees when falling upon them, and most likely from that angle, would have completely cut off my legs. I played this scenario a lot in my mind, and I tried to get a normal explanation for what happened. But every time, I get very anxious and afraid and try to think about something else. After all this time, I realized that I should be in a wheelchair, but somehow I managed to slip that harsh reality to a better one. I just wonder, did I somehow change it? Or did the crippled me from the future somehow manage to tamper with the wheels of reality and time? I wanted to share a really strange thing that happened in my home that left my son and I in a state of confusion. He's a slight bit young to understand things like glitches in the Matrix, but even he knew that it was weird, because he very enthusiastically said so when all was said and done. Me, on the other hand, I know that something really strange happened in our timeline, or reality, or whatever, and I have zero explanation for it. My partner works the graveyard shift, and she leaves for her job around 9pm when we put our son to bed during the week. But on this night, he was off school the next day so we let him stay up later. We saw my partner off, and my son and I went to play some Mario Kart. After him kicking my butt in Star Cup for half an hour, we heard the distinct sound of keys jingling and unlocking our front door, followed by the unique shuffle of my partner's walk. Intrigued, we paused the game, and I got up to step out into the hallway, ensuring that it was indeed her returning early from work. I was a bit surprised to see her, but also glad that it was just her coming back early and not someone breaking in or something. She acknowledged me, mentioned that she'd forgotten her lunch, and then on the way through to the kitchen, she passed by our son. She waved, saying, Hey bud, keep kicking her butt for me, okay? Opened the fridge, grabbed her lunchbox, and then walked back out without saying much more. After a few more games of Mario Kart and losing to him non-stop, I decided that it was probably time to call it a night, pretty well reassured that I'll never beat my ten-year-old at Rainbow Road. All was fine until the next morning made things really confusing. My partner had gotten home that morning around the same time that I had woken up. I had made breakfast for us, and then made a comment about Mario Kart, and said that our son had indeed kicked my butt like she requested. When I said that, she had a puzzled look on her face and asked, Did I say something about that before I left for work? I laughed and said, No, you made the comment when you came back to get your lunch. This made things even more confusing. She said that she never came home after she left, that she didn't even take her lunch because her boss was going to have pizza delivered for them that day. Eager to prove her wrong, I called our son who had just gotten out of bed and asked him about the night prior. He mentioned that he remembers her coming home to get her lunch as well. She was adamant that she never came home for lunch, that her lunchbox with the sandwich that she had made and originally planned to bring was still in the fridge. Sure enough, she was right. As our last stand to prove that we weren't going crazy, I checked our camera's footage during the time when she would have come home and left, but it actually did the opposite. We watched the footage on my phone, and there was no point at all up until that morning that showed her walking up to the door or coming home. Her car left at the normal time, and didn't come back until the morning. My son and I were dumbstruck. Unable to deny that we both remembered something that seemingly never happened. 
that we both saw my partner come home about an hour or so after leaving. How had we both seen this when there was no physical proof that it actually happened? And she states that she never came home. The whole thing is actually kind of haunting. Because who had we seen? Who had we talked to? Was this my partner from a different timeline? Or had my son and I shifted or something? Regardless of any possible explanations, the inexplicable encounter with a copy of my partner that came home but seemingly never existed is something that's been deeply imprinted on my mind. Hi, Raven. I recently submitted a couple of stories and wanted to add this one. This is by far the strangest one, and it's the only one that I have no possible explanation for. It's one of two things that I've experienced that I am almost certain are paranormal. Strangely, it didn't stick in my memory the same way that the other less bizarre occurrences did. I only remembered it randomly today. A couple of years ago, I found a strange piece of plastic on the kitchen counter. It was translucent and a dark green. It was heavy plastic with odd little sparkles inside of it, if that makes sense. In other words, it was very distinct. And for the life of me, I had no idea where it had come from. It was small, but again, distinctive. I just threw it away. A couple of days later, I was standing in the same spot at the kitchen counter about to put a plastic bag clip on a bag of chips when the clip suddenly snapped, just broke in half. I heard a small piece of plastic at the counter, but I couldn't find it to throw it away with the rest of the broken clip. Then it hit me. I looked down at the translucent dark green plastic of the clip, the little sparkles in the plastic. It was the exact same material, exactly the same. The more I thought about it, the more dumbfounded I was. I'd been listening to glitch stories lately, and I stood there and thought, Holy crap, I just experienced a glitch. Glitch? Time travel? Some sort of hole in reality or displacement? I have no idea. But I have no good explanation for how that piece of plastic from the broken clip ended up on the counter days before it should have. Keep up the good work. I'm really enjoying the podcast, and it gets me through my late exercise walks. The Window Honestly, I would never have thought to even call this a glitch in the Matrix. I always just thought of it as being the most terrifying coincidence ever. I was home alone overnight at the age of 15. My parents were visiting relatives, and after a lot of discussion, I convinced them that I was old enough to be by myself for a few days. They were reluctant, but went ahead and allowed me to be alone. I was having a pretty decent night. This was in the 1980s, and I had an Intellivision. I was up very late, playing it in my room. I must have lost track of time, because it was very, very late. For some reason, I glanced over at the clock and saw that it was 2am. I had gotten completely lost in the game. I can't explain exactly why I did what I did next, but for some reason, I got up and I walked over to the window. I opened the window and looked down. My room was on the second floor, and the screen had been removed from the window when I was younger. When I looked down, I saw a man wearing a mask climbing up a ladder that he had placed against the wall of my house. Terrified, I was about to scream, but instead, I just woke up in my bed. I realized that I was just having a really vivid and bad dream. After I calmed down a bit, 
got my heart rate lowered. I actually heard a noise outside. I was already on edge still from the dream, but I decided to go and check out and see what was going on. I opened up the window and looked down. I saw a man wearing a mask climbing up a ladder that he had placed against the house. This time, when I tried screaming, I actually was successful. For a moment, I was hoping that I was still dreaming and I would wake up, but I was awake. My screams were loud and almost immediately the lights in our next door neighbor's house came on and someone looked out the window. Obviously, the would-be intruder hadn't expected me to be awake, nor my screams to wake up the neighbor. I almost assumed that he probably thought no one was home because our car had been gone for a few days. But only halfway up the ladder, he knew his plan was shot, and he jumped down, left the ladder, and ran off. I cannot explain why I had that dream. I cannot explain why the man looked like and was doing exactly what the man in the dream was doing. But if I hadn't had the dream, who knows what would have happened to me. Thank God the Matrix has glitches. I have a small glitch story that happened to me a couple of weeks ago at work, which makes it that much more annoying. Work is stressful enough as it is, and I don't need our simulation piling more and more issues onto what I already have to do on a Monday morning. As an accounting analyst, my job involves a lot of back and forth with my manager, Dean. Dean is a temporary lead for my team, as the original team lead left the company. And he's also the head of compliance for the teams. Because he's a compliance guy, he's a bit aggressive with our team in making sure that we are getting information to him in proper reports, and in good time. On this particular Monday that I'm referring to, I was just setting up into my normal Monday routine. Sifting through the emails, getting my task list ready for the week, when my desk phone started beeping. I glanced at the caller ID and saw that it was Dean's desk phone. I picked up, expecting the usual rundown of tasks for the day. Instead, Dean asked me for a specific compliance report concerning a project that we had been working on. He said that he needed the report right away which was one of the things that was strange to me. Dean is a very detail-oriented manager, and he plans things out. He knows what he needs when he needs it, so for him to say that he needed it urgently was a bit strange, but not impossible. I told him that I would get it to him within the hour, he thanked me, and we hung up. So, I got to work swiftly compiling data and printing out the report, which I will say was not an easy task. Carrying the freshly printed report in hand, I headed towards Dean's office, expecting to find him at his desk as always. But to my surprise, his door was open and the office was completely dark. Thinking that maybe he'd called me and stepped into a meeting or something, I walked over to Bob's office, another manager who usually knows what's up. When I asked him where Dean was, he looked at me a bit confused and mentioned that Dean was on vacation for that week, and that he was due back next Monday. I blinked, surprised, and told him that I got a phone call just a bit ago for the report. He shook his head and just said, No, he's not in for the week, so that can't be right. Feeling increasingly confused, I returned to my desk to check my phone's call log. I expected there to be a call there at 8.35am, but as I scrolled through the calls, there was nothing for that morning. The last call that I'd had from Dean was on Thursday afternoon, 
I just kind of sat there and stared at my report that I was holding in my hand. The one that Dean had supposedly asked me for about an hour prior. I wasn't sure what to do with it, so I just put it in my desk drawer and decided that if he needed it when he came back, I would have it. The rest of the day passed in a bit of a blur, with me unable to shake off this unsettling feeling this left me with. I don't know why I got this call. I know that it was my boss's voice. I know that he requested something that he would normally request, but in the end, I confirmed with him that he never called me. And I have no idea what all this was, nor do I have any answers for it, but at least I got an interesting story to share. Hello, Raven. I've only recently discovered your channel via your podcast on Spotify, and I've been really enjoying the glitch stories. They make my nighttime walks for exercise a lot easier and enjoyably spooky. I do believe that this is a real phenomenon, but I'm skeptical as to whether or not it's connected to the idea of a matrix or simulation. I suspect that there are just aspects to the nature of reality that we don't, and likely never will, understand. But nobody came here to listen to me ramble. I have a handful of odd experiences that could fit in with this glitch phenomenon. None of these are earth-shattering, but they are odd enough that if you're paying attention for such things, you would notice. I've wondered if looking for glitches plays a part in experiencing them. Anyways. Story 1. I tend to sleep very poorly, and often only sleep 2 or 3 hours at the most. So that means that a lot of nights are awake doing something other than sleeping. A couple of years ago, I got into the habit of going out late at night to get something to eat and find a quiet place to sit and listen to scary stories, or to read. So, that's what I was doing on this particular night. It was about 3 in the morning, and I was on my way back home, and ironically enough, I'd been listening to Glitch in the Matrix stories on YouTube. I live in a small town, and I rarely encounter another person when I'm out late at night, and the roads are always empty. So, I was on the highway and there wasn't another car anywhere near me. Suddenly, a bright yellow sports car comes roaring up behind me out of nowhere. I've never seen this car, and it was very conspicuous. Bright yellow, green stripes down the side, and it was just suddenly there behind me. The car pulls around me, and as it's passing me, I see the custom license plate. It just says glitch. I sat there with my mouth open and watched it drive into the distance. I haven't seen it since. Story 2. We have two dogs and a cat, and all three of them get fed early in the morning at the same time. Each one of them has their own dish that is their specific place that no one else uses. So, one day, Zooey's plate goes missing. We can't find it anywhere. It's not in the dishwasher, not hidden under or behind anything, it's just gone. Now, Zooey is a six-pound papillion, and this is a heavy glass plate, so she did not carry it off somewhere. We looked for this thing everywhere and could not find it. So, we ended up just getting Zooey a new plate for her food. A couple of days later, that one goes missing too. Same thing. No idea where it could possibly be. So, we got Zooey a third plate. This one did not go missing, fortunately. However, a couple of weeks down the road, I was getting dishes out of the cabinet for dinner, and there was Zooey's first plate. Now, I get dishes from there every day, and I put dishes there every day. It had not been in that spot earlier that day, and I would not have missed it. Her plate also never gets put up there, even after it's been washed. It stays on the floor, 
I have no idea how it got up there, and the second one never turned up again, and I have no idea where it went. Story 3 A couple of years ago, my mom came home from the grocery store a few days after Christmas with something that she had purchased on sale. Four tins of Christmas cookies. And there were four different colors. Blue, green, red, and yellow. Each with gold striping. There was one for each of us, and I picked the red one, as red and gold are my colors of the university I go to. I picked up the tin, and I carried it back to my chair and sat it down next to me. Then I sat down, and I picked it up to open it and to sample the cookies, but found that I was holding the yellow tin. I looked across the room, and sure enough, the red tin was still on the table. I stared at it with wide eyes and an opened mouth. I had 100% picked up the red tin. The yellow tin hadn't even been next to it. There's no way that I could have made that mistake. I put the yellow one back and got the red one, but I felt really odd about it. They weren't even remotely similar in color. And thank you again for reading my stories, and I hope you have a great day. Again, not earth-shattering or life-changing, but that seems to be the case with these kind of things. I was about six. My older brother and I were, for some reason, chasing our pet cat from the second floor to the first. We were all running towards the screen door in our dining room when, suddenly... Our cat was now on the outside of the screen door looking back at us. My brother immediately stopped running and went into the kitchen. I stood at the screen door in our dining room staring at our cat, wondering how she got out there without the door being opened. In my confusion, I was trying to figure out how someone had let her out so quickly. How was this possible? Weeks or months later... I brought up the incident to my brother, like, remember when we were chasing Sophie and then suddenly she was on the outside of the screen door? He said he didn't remember a thing, and that it must have just been a dream, but I know that it wasn't. I know that I was wide awake. Incidentally, in his 20s, my brother developed schizophrenia, and after suffering for 10, he finally sought help and was put on medication. He's missing a lot of memories about himself now and the person he was before his medication. I miss the old him. A lot. But that's another story. My mother owns a blue and white tote bag. It's very sturdy, and she uses it to carry all of her medical files when she goes to any medical appointment. She lent it to me since I had to hand over all eight of my scholar books as I'm graduating high school. Since the bag is sturdy, it was able to carry all of my heavy books. I remember handing them over to a guy scanning them to make sure that I hadn't lost any of the books, putting the blue and white tote bag inside of my backpack, and joining my friends. I recall this action very clearly. I go home in the evening and my mother asks me to give back the bag. It is nowhere to be found. I tell my mom that I remembered putting it inside of my backpack, but since I'm rather scatterbrained and often lose my stuff, I once even lost my ID, she brushes it off and asks me to find it the next day. I don't want to disappoint her, so the next day a friend of mine and I go in the room where I handed my books in, my usual classrooms, the yard, and we even ask the receptionist about their lost object section, and we don't find it. Quite defeated, I tell my mom that it is lost for real, that it must have slipped out of my backpack in the street or something, as it's nowhere to be found. This morning... As I went into the schoolyard, my jaw dropped at the sight of the tote bag right there, on a bench table. 
I was with the same friend, and we were both flabbergasted. How did this bag stay on the bench for three days without anyone taking it for themselves, or handing it in to the found object section? And most importantly, how on earth did my friend and I miss it while looking for it, when it was in such a visible spot? I was door dashing today, June 5th, 2023, around 4pm. I had a list of items a customer wanted me to get for them from the Dollar General store. It was around 40 items. As I was shopping, I stumbled across this separate shopper's cart. It had like 10 items that I needed on my shopping list in it. Some of the items I had already picked, but there were several others I needed and got them out of this separate shopping cart. It also had this one item that was out of stock temporarily inside this shopping cart. It was some kind of makeup called Sea Queen. Other items that I needed or I had already picked up that were inside the cart, like miniature Tootsie Rolls, body mist that I had overlooked on my shopping list, Dawn soap, etc., they were the exact same brands as my list. I wasn't sure of what to make of it at first, and I wondered if another dasher may have come in and got the items, but then rejected the order and passed it on to me. I asked the cashier if he had seen another dasher in here earlier, and he said he had seen no other dasher that whole day. I took the items to the customer, and I asked her if someone else beside me had been scheduled to bring her dash earlier instead of me. She said no, that I was the only name she had to pick up her items from the Dollar General. I started to ask myself, am I experiencing a glitch in the Matrix? To be sure, I ended up calling the DoorDash main phone number to ask if another Dasher had been on the list to take that specific DoorDash. He said I was the only person that was on the list to take that Dash. I'm not sure what to make of this, but... I'm completely dumbfounded. Was this a glitch or something paranormal? It seems more like a glitch in the Matrix to me, and if you have any logical explanation, please feel free to share. Thank you. Hi, Raven. I love your videos. I've been listening for a couple of years now, and I'm glad that I finally have the chance to tell you that you've been a big help to my insomnia, and keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Now, on to the story. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in the state of New York. I specify state so that there's no confusion with New York City. There's only farmland nearby with very small towns. My graduating class had about 80 students, and my girlfriends had about 40. One summer, a couple of friends of mine, my girlfriend and I decided to stay at my girlfriend's childhood home to get away from our college apartment. We got bored, however, very quickly, and started looking for things that we could do. When my girlfriend mentioned that there's a famous haunted house not far from where she lived, it was about a 10-minute drive, so we decided that it would be fun to go and check it out. It was around 2am when we decided this, so keep that in mind when considering the following events. When we arrived at the house, there was a long gravel driveway, and before we could make it all the way up to the house, we were stopped by two state police officers. Not local police or county sheriffs, but state officers, which is unusual to say the least. I can't remember exactly how the interaction went, as I was sitting in the back seat and didn't catch everything that was said, but I remember that it wasn't your usual license and registration conversation. The police officers were giddy and acting unusual. They told us that there were camera crews shooting at the house and that we had to leave. But we could clearly see that there was no activity at the house from where we were. Anyways, we left, 
and on the way back the driver had noticed that she couldn't find her registration anywhere. We all looked in the car while she drove, and nothing. The next morning, we tore the car apart looking, and nothing. Then, suddenly, two weeks later, we got pulled over again on our way to go camping, and there it was, right in her glove box. For lack of a better word, this was one of my more weird and memorable moments of my life, and I'll never forget the chills down my spine when I saw that piece of paper. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.